Hi, this is Ricardo, pastor of Journey Church Ventura. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Hope you're having a great week. We hope it's life-giving and life-changing. Take care. Oh, man. There's so many different things that go on during Christmas. And here we are to focus simply on Jesus. Amen. Amen. I want to start with a word of prayer. We have some people that uh, you might be familiar with, our Black Sheep family. Um, that uh, was up here doing a patch in not too long ago. Um, two of them were in a very severe motorcycle accident last night. And uh, one is Donna. If you have yet to meet Donna, she's the, the very, very spunky, full of life um, person. She, is in, she had a, a very severe injury, uh, and we want to pray for her, as well as another gentleman by the name of Mike. And uh, they both went down on their bikes. Eric uh, the leader of the black sheep here in Ventura also went down on his bike, but he's okay. And so we need to pray and ask God to bless them today. Father God, we just come to you right now and we lift up the black sheep. We lift up Donna and Mike and we pray for an, an immediate and powerful and miraculous healing in the name of Jesus. God, we believe that you are able to do above and beyond what we could ever ask or think. Our imagines cannot contain the ability that you have to meet people at their point of need. And Lord, I pray right now for healing for Donna. I pray for Mike that you heal them in the name of Jesus and that you touch their bodies as they are recovering right now, Lord. We believe that you're going to make it fast. You're going to make it uh, a miracle. And we just thank you and praise you for that. We pray for comfort and peace for them. And we thank you, God, that your presence can be made known in their rooms right now, wherever they are, whatever they're going through. In the name of Jesus, we pray that you touch them. We give you thanks and praise. Amen and amen. Amen. We want to remind you there's a, a really cool gift that you have. If we have your email address, you likely received an invitation from Right Now Media. Right Now Media is what we're calling the Netflix for uh, groups for Bible study and uh, all kinds of opportunities for you, for your children, for uh, teenagers and, and students. For anybody at any age, you can use Right Now Media to, uh, <clears throat> to resource yourself, to resource groups, which we will use. Our group leaders have already used Right Now Media before, and it's just a great resource that you can use to study God's Word and to do great things for Him. So we encourage you to uh, make sure you're looking in your email. Maybe it showed up in your junk mail. Uh, make sure that you uh, uh, check that out. And if we don't have your email address, please let us know at info at journeychurchventura.com and we will be happy to send you a link so that you can access Right Now Media. It's a great tool. We subscribe to it for our entire church. And so every, it's available to everyone and you can use it uh, for a powerful tool to teach uh, your kids, especially. There's great, great content in there for them. Also want to encourage you at one o'clock today, I don't know if you noticed, but when you walked in, there were piles of dirt outside. And uh, those piles of dirt need to be moved. And uh, they need to be moved. Um, and so at one o'clock, I will be here with a, a shovel and a wheelbarrow. And hopefully there will be more people um, here at one o'clock. If you have the time, come today. If you don't have a shovel, we'll have a shovel for you. But it's just moving that dirt just a little ways into and up against the wall so we can level it out. And then this week, we're going to put down what's called decomposed granite. And it'll be a really nice looking area out there um, and finish it up so we can have an amazing amazing presence at, um, at Christmas Eve. We want to have it all finished up, all right? So if you're available at one o'clock today, I'll be here.
and hopefully a whole bunch of other people will be, and we can move it really fast. If not, I'll be here tomorrow as well. <clears throat> okay? No, I'm just kidding. All right. Well, <clears throat> we're in this series called Christmas at Journey, and we're talking about, last week, Pastor Dwayne talked about a Prince of Peace. And isn't it great that Christmas is a beautiful time where we can experience peace? I hope that's your experience. I hope that's your experience when you're shopping, when you're going, because it really, it comes down to all about, and it's not cliche to talk about it, it comes down to Jesus. What he's done in our lives, what he's done for us, what he's given us and promised us. And today I want to talk about the idea of wonderful counselor, prince of peace, wonderful counselor. These are names that were given to him when the prophecy was made in Isaiah that um, Jesus was coming. And these are the names of Jesus that were used. And I'll talk about that in just a minute. And I'll talk about why it's important that we recognize Jesus as a wonderful counselor. Now, I'm a tool guy. I'm a tool freak. I love tools. And I love to buy tools. I love to, to work with tools. I, I'm, I, I love getting involved in work. And so um, I, quite often when they're doing stuff out here, I'm getting all nosy, getting all involved, asking all kinds of questions, picking up something, and they're like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm, I'm, I'm getting involved. <laughs> and so, um, but there's some essential tools that everybody needs to have when you're doing construction, when you're doing any kind of building or anything. You need one of these. This is a square. This is a square. It's 90 degrees, and it tells you a lot of information. But if your building or whatever you're putting together isn't square, it won't be fun finishing it because everything needs to be customized. Every cut needs to be different. Everything is different when you don't have something square. Now, my wife likes round things, which is really hard to build. And so I have to not always use the square because she likes round things. But I like square round square things i like things that have uh, measurable angles to them and uh, so everyone needs a square everyone needs a tape measure a tape measure helps you get it right it helps you measure the the right length the right width the right depth whatever it may be it helps you measure and if you, and and there's beautiful things on on a, on a tape measure there's all these little markings all these little markings are the divisions of inches and uh, all those kinds of things. And if you don't have one of these, it makes it very hard to build and to stay consistent with what you're building. If you're, especially if you're cutting a bunch of things, you want to measure it out, measure it out, measure it out. And you got to have a measurement tool. And then probably maybe one of the most important tools you have is a level. And this is where you can see that if you're on the level. Um, some people say that if you have a bubble in the middle, you're on the level. I'm on the level. All right? <clears throat> and so... Um, but you, you, you use this level to make sure everything stays straight and stay, stays level, and it's a beautiful tool. Now, all of these tools are tools that if you don't have these, your stuff, your, 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 whatever you're building is, if you're eyeballing everything, it's going to go like this, and it's going to be like this, and it's going to have different angles, and it's going to come this way and that way, and it's just going to be a mess. And, and most people can tell if you've eyeballed things. Most people can tell if you kind of just looked at it and go, oh, yeah, it looks about 90 degrees, and it just, you know, it's about 85 degrees, and it looks like 90 degrees, but it's not. And your cuts, when you go to finish, the edges are all open, and all kinds of different things are going on. And you have to have these tools to understand. And you have to admit that you need help getting it right. 
That's why we call Jesus the wonderful counselor. The wonderful counselor. He's our tape measure. He's our square. He's our level. If we don't see what he brings to our heart and our life, and we don't understand that we need him, I've seen guys that go, I don't need that. I don't need to measure. And then they cut. And there's a, a famous saying in, in carpentry, uh, measure twice, cut once. It's also in, in Christianity, uh, think twice, speak once. Um, listen, that's why we have two ears and one mouth. We listen twice as much as we speak. All, all those kinds of things. But there's the, if we don't measure then there's all kinds of problems that happen. And the same is true with our lives. The same is true with our heart. The same is true to admit that we need something to help us get it right. That's why we need a counselor. That's why we need someone who speaks into our life. I know that uh, there was a point in time in my life where I crashed and burned. And I had people in my life before I crashed and burned that told me that I needed a counselor. My wife was one of them. Other people in my life were saying, hey, dude, you got some issues. You got some things going on. You got some things that are causing you to do more than you should be doing. Or you're, you, you've got some attitudes or you've got some emotions that don't seem balanced or right. They seem out of whack. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I got it. I mean, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a pastor. I know what I'm doing. I got, I got this. And eventually I crashed and crashed hard. I mean, it was bad. And all of a sudden, I'm faced with myself in the mirror looking at this, this anxious, depressed, turned upside down guy. And I had to admit that I needed help. I had to admit, admit that I needed help. And, and um, <clears throat> it, was, it, was a, it was a tough experience. It was, it was not fun. It was ugly. It was ugly to admit that I needed it when I needed it. But I was in so much pain that I had to do something. I had to do something. Now, the one thing that is hard to understand is uh, <clears throat> when you go to someone for help and you don't find that right person. Finding a therapist or a counselor or a mentor or a coach, um, it, there's, there's got to be a right fit. And if you don't have that right fit, it's tough. You get somebody that's just whacked out and all kind of crazy, and they only have a package for one person, and, and they use that same package over and over again for everybody, it doesn't work. You need a counselor that really knows you and that wants to get into who you are and what your needs are, not just what they've studied over the years, not just what they think you know that you need, but they take time to learn who you are. There's nobody better than Jesus who knows you and who knows what you're going through and understands what you're experiencing, then that's the counselor that has come to us. I learned that, that self-help doesn't work. I've said this before. If you bought a self-help book, it's not a self-help book. First of all, because somebody else wrote that book besides you. And so it's not a self-help book. It's another person's helping you help yourself. But if self could help yourself, you would have helped yourself already. But self doesn't know how to help self, so we need other people to help ourselves. And I can't say that again. <laughs> Professional help works only when you're willing to admit we need it. Spiritual help only works when 
we're willing to admit that we need it. You see, the tension is, are we willing to admit we need help? Are we willing to admit that I don't have this all together on my own? I don't have this ability. I don't have this strength. I know some of us in this room are like, I got this. I know I got life figured out. I know how to do this. I know how to, I, I, I can control myself. I can control life. I, I've got a grip on it. I know, I know what it feels like. I, I remember saying this, and it was arrogance that said it. Man, if, if pastors crash and burn, it just means that they're not following the Holy Spirit. And then I crashed and burned. And I would agree with my statement that I wasn't following the Holy Spirit to, to the fullest degree. But I had every ounce of passion, every desire to do for God what I could do. In fact, gave myself so much to it that I'd crashed and burned. And it caused me some terrible pain. I was unwilling to admit that I needed help. And I didn't know who to go to when I did. There are some examples of bad counselors in Scripture, and the first one I want to use is Job 15. Job was, uh, if you know anything about Job, Job was a a character in the Bible who uh, lost everything in his life. The devil actually came to God and said, God, I want to take out Job. I want to test Job. And God said to, to, to the devil, you can do anything you want to Job but kill him. And the devil's like, whoa, that's awesome. I'll ruin him and he'll curse you, God. And so Job, one thing after another, began to lose everything. One thing after another, he lost his family, he lost his riches, he lost everything but his wife. (laughs) Think about that for a minute. The devil comes after you and wants to take everything away from you but your wife. I got a feeling that wasn't a good relationship to begin with, right? So one of Job's friends starts giving him advice, and he starts coming after him like this. He said, and, and Job was defending his righteousness. Job was saying, I know I'm right with God. I know I'm okay with God. I don't know why all this is happening, but I know I'm okay with God. And one of his advisors came to him and said, would a wise person answer with empty notions or fill their belly with Uh, the hot east wind? Would they argue with useless words, with speeches that have no value? But you even undermine piety and hinder devotion to God. Your sin prompts your mouth. You adopt the tongue of the crafty. Your own mouth condemns you, not mine. Your own lips testify against you. This is an advisor. This is a counselor that's telling Job, man, you, you, you don't get it. All this has come upon you because you, your, you have sin in your life. And Job knew that he was right with God. He knew. And this wasn't arrogance on Job's part. This was just simply him saying, hey, I, I, I understand why you think that, but you're wrong. You're wrong. We don't need counselors that tell us what they think. We need counselors to tell us what God thinks, right? Job responds in... in uh, In Job 16, he says this, I have heard many things like these. You are miserable comforters, all of you. 
We don't need bad counselors in our life because they can make us more miserable than we already are. Right? Will your long-winded speeches never end? Do you have anybody in your life like that? They're always counseling you, and they're always giving you lectures after lectures after lectures after lectures. What ails you that you keep on arguing? I also could speak like you if you were in my place. I could make fine speeches against you and shake my head at you, but my mouth would encourage you. Comfort from my lips would bring you relief. Job knew what he needed, and he didn't need his buddies. His buddies were constantly giving him bad advice, constantly telling him how wrong he was. He didn't have God counseling him. He had these three guys that had their own opinions about God. I had a bad counselor once. He, he, uh, this was at the very beginning kind of of my burnout stage. And um, I went to him. He happened to be a, a classmate of mine in college. So I thought he would be a good guy because um, I knew him. I, I, I thought he was a good guy. So we started counseling with him, Karen and I. And we, we entered into this relationship with him. And um, at one point, he said, hey, I'd like to meet with you separately. And so we said, okay, you know, we, we're just kind of going with the flow. And, and he met with my wife, and he, he, he began to um, kind of commiserate with Karen. And say, yeah, your, your husband is an arrogant, um, and he had a un, unique word that he used. I'll just say an arrogant donkey. And you can take that word and turn it into the King James version of that word and know what he said. And he started... Um, commiserating with my wife and you, you have an awful husband You're, he's terrible and, and 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 karen's like no he's not bad he's messed up but he's not that and all of a sudden we realized we had the wrong counselor <laughs> now i may have been arrogant i i, I won't deny that but I'm, I'm not sure i was the donkey side of that um that, that particular description he gave but we don't need counselors that are commiserating or that are, are doing their best to try and tear one person down and lifting another person up. This is a, a, a counselor session that when God gets involved, he gets, he gets to our hearts. And he gives us the right kind of advice. He gives us the right kind of, of what we need in the moment. And that's what counselors do. That's what counselors are for. And we have to understand that when Jesus comes into our life, he comes to bring the Prince of Peace. We call him a wonderful counselor. Isaiah 9, verse 6 says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Listen to those titles again. He will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Why, why is this prophecy so important to the Israelites in Isaiah? I think this is a really important part of the context that we need to understand. You see, the Israelites had just been defeated by the Assyrians. And the Assyrians were now holding the Israelites captive, and they were now under the bondage of these Assyrians. 
They were in persecution. They, were, they just got beat up. They just lost family members to war. They, all kinds of crazy stuff is going on. And they are completely discouraged. Just like our world is today. I think this is a, a very relevant message today because we need, to, we need to know that Jesus is these things for us in our context. And they needed in those days to understand that Jesus was on his way, that there was a a Savior to be born to the people of Israel that would bring peace, that would be the wonderful counselor, that would understand what they're going through, that would be the mighty God, the everlasting Father. Don't we need that God today? Don't we need Jesus in our lives? To us, a child is born. Who is he? He's the wonderful counselor. He's the one that knows how to handle life in a COVID world. He's the one that knows how to handle life in 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 an inflated world. He He knows it all. And we need the wonderful counselor to be in our hearts, in our lives. There's some really fun parts to this passage for to us, a child is born. It's, it refers to his humanity. Really fascinating theological truth about God, it, or Jesus, is that he was fully man and fully God. Fully man and fully God. He was completely human, and that's the beauty of him understanding who we are. The Bible says he was tempted in every way as we are, yet was without sin. He knows exactly what you and I are going through. That's, I love counselors that get it that understand what we're feeling, understand what we're experiencing. I ended up going to a guy named Dr. Otteson. He was about 85 years old. He might have been 150. I'm not sure. He was super old. One funny story about him, he fell asleep during one of our counseling sessions. (laughs) But Dr. Otteson had lived so much life, he understood what I was going through. He understood what Karen and I both needed. And he was one of the most helpful guys, even though he fell asleep. It was one of those moments where Karen and I were looking at each other going, oh, no. But he woke up, and he caught up, and he spoke into our lives. But it's beautiful when someone gets it. It's beautiful when someone understands. And... For to us a child is born, a human is coming and came to to be the the counselor for you and me. And then it says, to us a son is given, and that son part is about his divinity. Because he wasn't the son of, he was the son of Mary, but he was also the son of God. He was divine, He he was beyond human. So he was fully human and fully God. And then the government will be on his shoulders. It just simply says that he's going to be the leader of our lives. He's going to be the leader of the world. I can't wait to the end of the world when he takes over everything. We have a new heaven and a new earth, and he's the king. It's going to be amazing. We're going to have new bodies. That's going to be amazing. I don't know if it's going to, you know, it'll be interesting to see what the divine body will be like. Who knows? 
<clears throat> who knows? By the way, it is beautiful sweater Sunday, and uh, I wore my beautiful sweater. So let's focus on Wonderful Counselor just for a few moments. The idea that the word wonderful is a, is a worship word. It's, a, it's, a, it's an expression of praise. And so when we say wonderful counsel, we're not saying um, he's just a nice guy. He's, you know, he's good. No, we're, we're like going wonderful, amazing, unbelievable, capable, perfect, everything he is. It's a worship expression of who Jesus is. It's wonderful. He's amazing. He's incredible. There's no better counselor than Jesus. And so that word is a worship word. And we, we tend to, uh, Karen was making fun of me for a while. I was very, uh, quite often when I was up here, I would say, wonderful, wonderful. Isn't he wonderful, wonderful? And I'd, I'd repeat little things like that. I think I don't say that anymore, but um, <clears throat> it's an overused word in our vernacular because we, we, we kind of say it with kind of glibly. But when we think of Jesus and we think of who he is, it's a worship expression to a wonderful God, a wonderful person who loves us and cares about us and, and has done everything to redeem our lives and our hearts. And then it says counselor. That word counsel is huge. It's someone who has the ability to know how to guide us. See, counselors don't live your life for you. They just simply give you the wisdom you need to move forward. That's what I love. Or they help you get unstuck. They help you address things that you need to see that you can't see by yourself. They help you square up your life. They help you get in right measurement. They help you to be on the level. They help you to get to that place where you need to be so that everything isn't crooked and everything isn't strange and everything isn't awkward. Everything fits like it's supposed to. That's what a counselor does. He knows best. He can get us going in the right direction. There's no better leader than Jesus. He really does have the answer for every situation if we will sit and listen to him. What I loved about Dr. Otteson that was so interesting to me is that he would sit and listen to us so much. He would listen and then all of a sudden he would interject and all of a sudden he'd come up with this nugget of wisdom and it was like, whoa, that's it? We're paying you this much money for that? But then all of a sudden it made sense and it, it connected us and it put us back on the right track and we got our lives back together again. And it, it felt so good to have someone to help us. And that's exactly what Jesus does in our lives. He is the wonderful counselor. He's the one that brings it back into perspective. He's the one that gets us in the right direction. He's the one that squares up the crooked corners. He's the one that helps us get on the level instead of out of that, that crooked place. I love it. Romans 11 says this. It says, Oh, the depth of the riches of the wisdom of the knowledge of God. How unsearchable his judgments and his paths beyond tracing out. Who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? You see, we have to come to this place where we have to understand that God is the only one that really knows. He's, he's the only one. How unsearchable are his judgments. 
Oh, the depth of riches, of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. He is smart and he gets it. He's all knowing. He's not just smart. He knows everything. He understands everything. He gets everything. And for you and me, that simply means that his rich wisdom has insights and clarity for understanding. His knowledge means that he has every insight that is necessary to get us out of where we're at. His judgments, judgments means discretion. He knows what choices we need to make if we'll let him guide our lives. And his paths, I love this part, his paths just take us into the right place. And I've lived enough life now to understand that he's constantly guiding us. Let me, say, let me, let me help you with this one thing. I, when, just before my burnout, we were, um, Karen was like, I, th- I think there's a change coming. I think there's a change coming. And I'm like, I don't think there's a change coming. I'm like a loyal dog. I'll sit there and I'll sit there. I, if you're in the grave, I'll sit on your grave. That's how loyal I am. And, and the scary part of that is I won't make a change that needs to be made because I think I have to stay with this. And so what does God do? He changes things. Or he lets you fail, and then he'll pick up the pieces and get you going in the right direction. And all the changes in my life have been kind of those kinds of changes in, in many cases. The last couple of changes I've made, I've made trusting God, knowing that, okay, I need to hear, one, I need to listen to my wife's voice. Everybody say amen to that. And two, I need to, most importantly, listen to the Lord's voice. And quite often, he's speaking to my wife. And I need to follow that leading. And so we've done that in the past couple of changes we've made in our lives. And God's continually showing himself to be the counselor, the guide, the one who helps us make those uh, steps of progress. And it's amazing. And what God is doing in your life right now, whether you realize it or not, is he's guiding you. Why? Because he has the depths of riches. He has the wisdom. He has the judgment, the discretion. He knows the path that we need to be on. And if we'll stay on those paths, we will win. And so we come to the end and we realize in Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1, it says this, A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse, this is Jesus. From his roots a branch will bear fruit. The Spirit of the Lord will rest on him. The Spirit of wisdom and of understanding. The Spirit of counsel and of might. It's a repeat of the previous passage in, in Isaiah chapter 9. It says, the spirit of wisdom and of understanding, the spirit of counsel and of might, the spirit of knowledge and fear of God. He will delight in the fear of the Lord. We have to understand who Jesus is to know that he can guide us and direct us in the right path. We can trust him. I know that right now you might be, be confronted with a change in your life. You're going, oh man, I'm st- I don't know. So you can either, you can eat, one, just simply say, God, give me a confirmation. Help me to see what needs to happen. And, and speak to my heart, Lord. And he will. Or he might change your circumstance. He might, um, there's a couple times where I ended up leaving because I had to leave. And I didn't want to leave. In fact, I told the board of the one church, I said, I belong here. And they said, no, you don't. I was a youth pastor at the time. 
And the lead pastor had left, and I said, I belong here. In fact, I could be the lead pastor here. And they said, no, you're not. Here's your walking papers. They didn't fire me. I just came to the realization that it wasn't going to work. Then when I burn out, I had to get out. I couldn't get healthy and pastor a church at the same time. There was changes that came that I knew God... I look back now, and man, God's fingerprints were all over all of those changes. Where are you at today? What's going on in your life? I know it's scary. I know sometimes you feel like, I don't know what to do. Maybe you're just worried about this world that we live in. The Omicron and the Delta variant and and all this other stuff that's going on. And and I get it. It's all nerve-wracking. But at the same time, there is a God involved in everything in our lives. And he knows exactly where you are. He knows exactly what you need. He knows exactly what your fears are. He knows exactly what your concerns are or your temptations might be. He gets it. And he's here to be your wonderful counselor. Yeah. The beautiful thing about this is that we have the privilege of knowing and understanding that Jesus is the one that that, uh, Isaiah was talking about. He was the one that Isaiah was prophesying about. He was the one that gave a hopeless Israel um, the hope. Israel needed that, that, that message to hear that there is a God who cares about them, that there is a God who is a mighty counselor, a, mighty God, or a wonderful counselor, a mighty God, a prince of peace, an everlasting father. He is that, and, and Israel needed to hear that in their time of despair. And maybe you today need to hear that. You need to hear that God is your wonderful counselor. The amazing one who knows everything. As the band comes and gets ready to lead us in our last song of worship, I want to lead you in this prayer that says, God, open my heart. Open my heart to hear your voice. Because really what it comes down to is our willingness to admit that we need his help. And once we admit it, once we get to that point where we say, I need God's help, then we can see the Holy Spirit come in and begin to speak and to clarify. Maybe he'll change our circumstances. Maybe he'll shift our moods. Maybe he'll shift our, our, our heart in some way, shape, or fashion, our circumstances. Whatever it is, he will begin to make those steps forward because we're open to what God has for us. And it's an amazing experience. God knows where we are and what we're going through. He understands how to get us back on track. Will we yield to his counsel? Will we seek out his wisdom? I believe God today is speaking to Journey Church Ventura online and on site and saying, I am your wonderful counselor. Hear my voice and let me guide and direct your steps. Father God, we just come to you today and we thank you so much that we have your voice to listen to, that we have you as our wonderful counselor. And God, we don't say wonderful lightly. We say it with understanding that you are the the pinnacle. You're the everything. You're the best of the best of the best. To be the voice in our hearts, to give us direction, to give us comfort. When we can't find our way, when we feel hopeless or helpless, Lord, you are there. 
And I believe there are people in the room today that need you as their wonderful counselor. That came in worried or concerned or fretting about life and where it's going to go and how it's going to work. Or whether we're going to get this virus or not. Lord, I believe that you are here today to bring comfort to a challenged group of people. And I believe that you are bringing hope and help to these situations. And I just thank you so much that you're a mighty God. That you're the Prince of Peace, that you're the Everlasting Father, and that you are the Wonderful Counselor. If you're here today, and you're going through it, and you need comfort, you need a counselor in your heart, in your mind, with heads bowed and eyes closed, I'll just ask for your response. Say, if if, if you're that person, you need that comfort, you need Jesus to be your counselor today, like never before. Would you just raise your hand and say, Pastor, you've spoken to my heart today. Yeah, praise God. Praise God. Praise God. I believe that right now. I want to pray specifically for you. You can put your hands down. I want to pray specifically for you. Lord, I pray for these that that have raised their hands that you have spoken to. You've prepared this message for them. For all of us, really, but Lord, for them specifically, I pray that your Holy Spirit right now would be so present that comfort and peace would start flowing into their hearts and and experience that joy of knowing, God, that everything's going to be okay. It's going to work out. You're going to take us through a process of healing. You're going to take us through a process of maybe change or, or just health. And get us back on track. Lord, there's no better person than you to guide those steps. There's no better person for your voice to to speak into than, than you, Lord. We need to hear your voice. And I pray that peace, that comfort, that joy would return. Lord, if there's a hopeless situation, I pray that hope enters it. If there's a helpless situation, I pray that help comes quickly. God, that you speak to the very point and a point of need in each life that raised their hand today. And I thank you for that. Lord, I pray for anybody in this room that does not know you. I pray that in the name of Jesus, you would become their savior, that you become their redeemer. Thank you so much for coming from heaven to earth. As one song said that the, the manger became your throne. And I thank you for that. And maybe you're here today and you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, but today is the day where you realize you need Jesus. You need him as your counselor. You need him as your Prince of Peace. You need him as your mighty God, the everlasting Father. That's who Jesus is. And you need him today and you're ready to accept him as your Lord and Savior. He died on a cross for you. He rose again three days later. And today he promises you eternal life. If that's you, whether you're online or you're here in this room, would you just pray this prayer after me? Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I accept your forgiveness based on the work you did on the cross. And I thank you for forgiving me. And I believe that you were raised from the dead and today promised me eternal life. And I commit to you to serve you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name I pray. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to join your journey. And I hope the message made a big difference in your life. And if it did, we just encourage you to go to journeychurchventura.com 
and let us know. Also, be free to share this message with your friends and family. We just love to impact as many people as we can. Once again, thank you for joining us at Journey Church Ventura.